thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work, and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Hello and welcome to Wellness Women Radio. You're listening to Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. And we are super excited to be bringing to you the Wellness Women Wellness Lifestyle Makeover. And today is part one and we're talking about creating your wellness kitchen because this is a pretty key part of our home and the best place to start as well. And often the easiest place to start too because uh, it's just all about stuff, you know, sorting out stuff in your life. And the, the foods that we eat, how we prepare them, and how we actually, uh, you know, ingest them as well is a pretty critical part of how our body works and, um, you know, kind of sets a really good stage for our nutritional profile. Um, so actually, let's, uh, let's kind of set the scene for everybody today. I want to know from you, what did you say have for breakfast today and how did you prepare that? Okay, cool. So I guess, look, um, I'm a bit of a creature of habits. So when we talk about, you know, lifestyle habits, I think that the quality of the lifestyle habits reflects the quality of life you live. So for me, um, you know, without being a preacher, I do what I do, practice what I preach. You know, I do do what I ask others to do. So I start every day with my husband. We start with a um, morning smoothie and it's a breakfast smoothie. And in there goes um, some fresh fruits and a almond milk or a rice milk combination, um, some protein powder, obviously some vegan uh, a chemical free stuff so yeah, don't be fooled by all the protein powders on the shelves there by the way um what else goes in there yeah some raw nuts so some uh, walnuts or some almonds goes in there as well hopefully some green stuff whatever's on hand so a bit of spinach a bit of kale um and there's also some other med- oh cinnamon I love my cinnamon in there yeah, great for um, yeah just keeping the blood chemistry in balance and that will pretty much be what goes in there blend it up and you know like 60 seconds later you've got this amazing breakfast smoothie because of the protein powder because of the cinnamon uh, it really does hold me through pretty much right through to lunchtime yeah, great. And um, that's pretty much identical to what I had this morning. <laughs> there we go. Starting yeah. patients really early this morning. So I am such a big fan of eggs. I usually do my approach eggs for breakfast every day. But when I start early, I just cannot, um, you know, <laughs> cooking at that yeah. hour. Yeah. Um, and that's actually, uh, you know, in the essence of full disclosure. I know that we're going to be talking a lot about um, about food, about cooking, about preparation, that sort of thing. Um, and so we, I want to let you guys into, you know, our daily rituals and what happens, you know, behind our closed doors. Um, so to sort of let you in on that kimono, I actually hate cooking. I hate it. I despise it. I am terrible at it. It's an absolute waste of my time. Seriously, this yeah. is something I didn't know about you. <laughs> She's such a healthy woman. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will cook my protein. Happily do that. Um, but everything else, I try and keep it just as simple as physically possible um, because I like to stick to what I'm good at, and that's definitely not one of those things. Um, so my kitchen space, my pantry and my fridge probably looks a little bit different to most people, uh, but we'll certainly take photos of that and <laughs> stick them online so you yeah, guys can actually yeah. see you know, what's in our pantry and what we're also trying to encourage um, you to sort of uh, bring into yours as well um, if that's that's what suits you. Um, All right, so let's talk a bit about why we want to start 
uh, creating this wellness kitchen and, and initiating this wellness makeover for your entire lifestyle. Um, so, you know, Ashley, why are we doing this? Look, I think um, the key things to do with the why is essentially it's going to come down to you and your intention. And I'm just assuming that our listeners are here because part of them wants either a better lifestyle, they're looking for ideas and tips and tricks to create that, or they simply want the support to know that what they're doing is right. And so I always say start where it matters and that's you first. And so it's really important that you, you're making the changes because you want to, not because you think someone else wants you to do that. Um, the driving force needs to be you. And you've probably heard the saying about the old, um, you know, dangle the carrot or, or be fearful of the stick. Um, you know, you've got to have the reason. You're either looking because you've got a great goal you're trying to achieve. It's the carrots that, you know, the shiny, blingy, dangly things that you want to, want to get for yourself. Or it's fear avoidance. You know, you're trying to get away from the idea that, you know, your health is not well. You're staring down the, the barrel of a health crisis or a major health disaster essentially um, and you know you have to change because if you don't there's no alternative to you and that consequence is actually quite a powerful driving force for a lot of people yeah. we would love it to be the carrot yeah I mean look yeah the, yeah, absolutely but we know that usually most of us have had a wake up call and that's what's brought us to this point where we're saying okay gosh I really need to make a shift and this idea of the wellness makeover series just sounds like a great one for me I need to get on board um, and of course you know we always talk um, essentially about Doing it when you're ready, um, but not waiting too long. So there's a fine balance there because timing does matter, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And nothing will change unless you do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and if nothing happens, then nothing happens. So sometimes you might need, uh, you know, that, that kick up the butt to really get things going. Um, you can procrastinate on this stuff forever. Um, but yeah, timing is critical. So we're certainly going to encourage you to start making changes now, but if you're not ready for it, um, and if it's too far out of your comfort zone, maybe you should, you know, ask yourself why that is. Certainly. And doing one thing at a time. So we're going to do one thing at a time. And that's what this series is all about. One thing at a time, starting with what I think is probably the easiest place to go. And that's the place we tend to go a lot when we're hungry or craving or whatever. We just open the pantry doors. So that's why we're going to do the, yeah, or the fridge uh, door. Absolutely. Yeah, the, or the fridge door. And that's why we're going to do that today. And this is all about changing your routine. So this idea of transformation based on switching up a few of the things you're doing right now, creating the lifestyle habits that uh, are successful, that's going to get you towards what you want to achieve and have you feeling fabulous as well. And of course, we always talk about support and we call this finding your cheerleaders. So Andrew, you know, you're my cheerleader and hopefully yeah, I'm yours. And vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Um, which means we're happy to be yours as well. So if you need specific support on this, then, then let us know. We can certainly do that. We want to hear all about the areas that you need support in or tell us who your cheerleaders are as well. Yeah, so look, wonderful listeners, it is about you, this is for you, this is, um, we're here, we're your support team, we started this because we want to be your cheerleaders, so you know, if by chance you don't have that person in your life or a supportive partner or someone who can't sort of go, yes, go girl, you can do this, um, then that's us, so please make sure you interact with us um, online or some way, we're happy to be there for you. So let's rock and roll into this uh, this episode. We are going to help you have a wellness makeover in your kitchen today. So this is the Wellness Makeover Kitchen. We are going to talk about uh, what you're going to do with your pantry first. So let's just talk about where you store your stuff. Um, it's going to be in your kitchen, in your pantry. And I think the probably the simplest thing to start with is to literally go into your pantry and get out anything that has expired. 
Now, you might laugh and say, oh, there's nothing nothing old or dead in my pantry, but I would challenge pretty much anyone that something in their pantry has gone out of date. Oh, yeah, scary. So, yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's been there for a year or two. So we're going to um, suggest what you do right now is go into your pantry and pull out your boxes, your packages, your, your packaging, check the expiry dates, and throw out anything that's out of date. Why? Because if you don't remove the old stuff, you're certainly not going to have any space for the nice new things that you're going to bring into your life. And uh, making room for the new is such an important part of a transformation in any area of life, that is. And it'll just feel great to have decreased that clutter as well. Um, Take it from me. Now, while you're going through your pantry, anything that is in a packet, I want you to also be turning it over and looking at the label. And there's some things that I want you to look out for. We're going to go into detail about this in a minute, but I want you to keep your little spidey senses alert for these things. Okay, so we're looking for any flavor enhancers, and these are the numbers. So 621, which is MSG or monosodium glutamate. Uh, we're looking for some colors. So 102, 122, and 132. So that's your reds, your yellows, and your green colors. And we're also looking for artificial sweetness, okay? So these will be the words like aspartame, splendor, equal, NutraSweet, saccharin, sweet and low, all of that sort of thing. If you see any of those words, any of those numbers on your labels, put them to the side and you'll know why soon. Yeah, so quite simple there, isn't it? Get rid of the old expired stuff. Bring out anything that says artificial. Yep. So artificial color, flavor, flavor enhancer, artificial sweetener. Yep. Awesome. Got that. Okay. I can do that. That's, that's a good start. So let's start with that. And, um, of course I always sort of think it's a great time as well. And I talk about rotating old foods forward. So when you go to the supermarket, generally what people tend to do is you buy your new stuff and it nearly always goes into the front of the pantry because that's where the space was. But what's a great idea to do is, is like, they do in shops too, um, stock rotation. So you bring the old things forward. So if you've just gone and bought, you know, a few packets or some tin tomatoes or something, then you're going to move those forward and put the other stuff behind that. And that really helps you to keep a more, um, uh, a turnover of food that's, that's more fresh, essentially. If something in a tin can can actually be fresh, that's another story, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so just start by looking at what's in there. Let's, let's get into the pantry and do an audit. Get, get rid of the crap. Get rid of the old stuff. Great. So once you've got rid of the old, now we want to look at what you're actually storing your food in and what it's coming into the house in as well. And this is going to get us into a really, really important topic that will lead us into um, talking about some really important things like xenoestrogens and um, kind of being hormone girl, this is a really important topic to me. So we are kind of bathed in this environment where everything is either covered or coated or lined with plastic. And we're now finding that these chemicals in the plastics are actually disrupting our health. And, and sometimes they're wrapped, health. wrapped and double wrapped, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I really try and be very conscious of um, my, my plastics exposure because of the fact that it can lead to what we call um, hormone disruption within the body um, so they can be endocrine disruption as well because of the chemical compounds that are in these plastics especially when they're heated um, so I might go out and buy some beautiful organic meat but then they wrap it in plastic and that's what I'm bringing home okay and that's a problem yeah right and uh yeah my organic butcher does that too come to think of it I exactly never, I guess I take it out of the plastic pretty straight away but it's still travelled in plastic to and from hasn't it yeah and so oh. I try and source it um, as as 
you know, freshly as I can. Yes. Um, I just get them to wrap it in the paper or I'll bring a glass container and just say, just whack it straight in there. Because anything with have a high fat content, like most organic meat has, means it's a lot more susceptible to the leakage of the, um, the compounds that come out of the plastic known as, you know, estrogen. So let's kind of go there now and talk about why that's an issue. Um, so the, in, in 2009, the Endocrine Society, which is sort of, you know, the big head honchos in terms of hormones, presented evidence that these endocrine disrupting or these hormone disrupting chemicals can actually affect male and female reproduction your breast tissue development and can also lead to breast cancer as well as prostate cancer can upset your nervous system your thyroid function can lead to obesity and the list goes on and on and on and one of these causes was because of the fact that you know plastics are so absolutely ubiquitous throughout everything and so we are sort of bathing ourselves in this estrogen bath which is one of the major endocrine um, disrupting chemicals known as xenoestrogen so it's a subcategory of those edcs or the endocrine disrupting compounds so the kitchen is the key place where a lot of these plastics will be found in our lifestyle isn't it because we store everything in plastic we wrap everything in plastic there's all our tupperwares um, it, pretty much any product that you bring home from the supermarket as well is, is coated in plastic as well as the lining of our tin of tomatoes we just mentioned, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, which is a product called bisphenol A, which is that, that lacquer that they put on the inside of, of the can, but it will actually leak out in, into the foods as well. Um, so if you haven't heard by now, essentially plastics are bad. That's that's pretty much <laughs> that, where we're going with this is, is, is on so many layers, plastics are bad. Yeah. Um, on so many health problems, plastics can cause problems and present with many confusing symptoms, which are not always directly linked to the very problem, and that is the plastic exposure uh, repeatedly through many different areas in our lifestyle. So... The plastics are bad. Um, let's talk about, you know, what sort of stuff we can be looking for because there's a big trend towards people, you know, buying um, BPA-free bottles. I had everyone tell me, oh, I don't buy, I don't buy plastics. I just, I just don't buy BPA. I get everything BPA-free. Um, and then I ask what, what they buy instead. Oh, just the BPA-free bottles or Tupperware or, or things like that. And I realized that they're still buying plastics because the catchphrase BPA-free um, is attractive. We just don't realize that it's not the only thing that you get exposed to when you do take plastic containers. Yes. So it's, it's a really good start, but we need to go that one step further and really eradicate as much of this as we possibly can. Uh, so how do we do that? Um, you know, glass and ceramics are a much better storage option than any of your plastic containers. Um, make sure that you're absolutely not heating anything in plastic. Um, don't freeze or refill plastic bottles. Um, actually, what else would you suggest? Well, I tend to like the Pyrex range. Yeah, um, right. The Pyrex is obviously, if you've seen them, they're the glass-based storage vessels. Yeah. Um, they do come with a silicone plastic lid. Now, I use that for storing, so for in a fridge space, for example, but I'll never heat in the with the plastic lid on, for example. Yeah, right. So um, it is convenient because it allows you to seal a container quickly and easily um, without the juggling that can happen when you've got a glass lid, which I do with some of my casserole containers, and there's been occasions when putting 
putting like a glass or ceramic lid on top of your glass container, it's it's slippery. It kind of moves around, and I get a bit worried about that when I've got lots of things. I can't really stack things in the fridge if I don't have um, a firm firm lid base. So I do use Pyrex. I really like that. Um, that's probably my my number one choice. I'm just sitting here smiling at the fact that I don't have to worry about so much of this stuff because I don't ever make bloody casseroles. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like making for more than two. So I tend to yeah. store things and make leftovers because I do send my husband to lunch uh, with with leftovers each day. That's his I'm way so of keeping a healthy healthy life. Let's talk about that leftovers for a second because what do most people usually do with the leftovers? Um, they usually go and put them what straight in the microwave to reheat them, right? Yes. Um, and that kind of brings up a really important topic about the utensils that we use and the appliances that we use as well. Um, and the microwave is actually um, a bit of a challenge. So it's not um, as, uh, you know, as simple as just going and pressing a button and all, all of a sudden you've got reheated food. It does have some negative health implications. Um, it's well, we, we, I mean, we don't have one in our house. I haven't, uh, I haven't had one for years, actually, since I moved out of home. I've just never had one because yeah. um, I just have an aversion to them. I've, part of my f- essence doesn't feel right around a microwave. I really don't like them. Um, but we always used to joke that if someone says, oh, um, can you go heat that up for me? Instead of ha- saying heat it up, we used to say, can you go nuke that for me? Like, you can <laughs> radiate it for me. Right. Like, um, and that was yeah. just a catchphrase. Like, we would say, um, can you go nuke that for me? And everyone knows what that, like, in my house, like, everyone knew what um, that meant. That's a cliche for a reason. Yeah. I- grew up as one of those weird kids that we never had a microwave okay. and I remember as a little kid asking mum you know why don't we have a microwave and mum would always come back to me and I still remember it to this day is because it destroys the molecular structure of the food and that would be her line to me every single time and I had no idea what the hell that meant as, as a little kid but now I do and now I have such an appreciation for that and she has drummed that into me that I have never in my life owned a microwave um, and so I've never known the convenience of that so I've never had to unknow it or to change my lifestyle around that um but then i don't really have leftovers because i don't really cook so i don't have to reheat anything which makes my life pretty damn simple um you're an exception to the rule though let's just assume that most of our listeners actually do love their kitchen they do enjoy yeah. cooking they yeah. have watched Jamie Oliver. they are you know exploring their idea of food preparation so i will assume that the majority of people that are listening to us are not like andrea not uh, making things in the kitchen but certainly you guys um do have to make choices about how you reheat the foods you do i personally use oven top and so oven and stove top to to get things heated again it takes a little bit longer right but i just factor that into my life if something has to be reheated i throw it out in the morning it goes in the oven and it just means i have more time to do other stuff so it's just sitting yeah. on its you know on its warming up heating up sort of cycle um i think what we're not trash talking is microwaves but you do have to make serious choices about some of the things you bring into your life and that includes in your kitchen space that includes by using appliances such as a microwave so if you are using microwave do not heat your plastics okay that's that's the key take home with this one yeah. don't put a plastic container in there that plastic container will likely leach toxicity into your food whatever you're reheating and you might have cooked it with love and it might be organic and it might be all these wonderful things but you've now just contaminated it essentially yeah so glass and, and ceramics again uh and try not to use it if you don't have to you know just yeah. think ahead. Oven. yeah absolutely use something and, else. and shifting um you know your thinking around that and see if you can adapt your lifestyle to making those those changes to allow yourself you know that, that time um, yeah. is a really good place to start. Um, we're not asking you to throw out your microwaves, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Please do if you want to. Um, you'd be surprised what you can do when you suddenly go without something for a while. You become more creative and you find ways to adapt. And that's, again, talking about this lifestyle makeover is when you start to remove the stuff you really don't need, 
after a while it becomes habitual and you didn't even realize you didn't even need it in the first place. So now it's not part of your life. And you think, what did I ever actually need that for in the first place? And that's kind of where I am with the idea of microwave now. I just think, well, I haven't used it for has to be more than 10 years, I couldn't actually imagine a reason why I'd need one right now. So, um, yeah, it just becomes a lifestyle lifestyle element. You just don't need it. That's that's the beauty of it. So less appliances, less money spent on electricity, less money spent on stuff that you don't use. It's, it's a win-win-win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what about, um, while we're talking about microwaves, what about any other kitchen appliances that we need to have that awareness around? Um, actually, I know we've had a conversation about kitchen kettles as well. Oh, yeah. Look, this is a funny one because so often when I go to different places, um, we use, we're a bit old school actually in my house. It's funny. I really love the, the whizzing and the, the whistling of a, a kettle on stovetop. I noticed that you yeah, have that. Yeah, so we, we have a, a gas a gas hob and we um, put it on a, a, a kettle onto the, the hob and let it boil up until it whistles at us. And it's just something really nostalgic about that. So we don't have a uh, electric kettle, so to speak. But I do notice, depending on where I'm going, um, there's a lot of stainless steel kettles now, which is fantastic. But again, you look inside them and there's elements of plastic, uh, plastic windows, so you can see the water levels and things like that. Sometimes actually the entire kettle and the entire appliance is plastic. And so now you're cooking up and superheating water. Um, and just like we said, don't microwave your plastics. You're now boiling your water to make your cups of tea with a plastic kettle. And I think that's something really relevant to be concerned about because we really do have to try and remove these plastics in our lifestyle. Uh, yeah. And how many times a day are we doing that? Yeah. If you're, if you're a teaaholic, then you'll do that <laughs> multiple times a day for sure. And we couldn't have a wellness kitchen makeover discussion without talking about the uh, the old Teflon, and that comes up a lot on uh, wellness and health circles because of the concerns with Teflon. I think sometimes it, there's a little bit of confusion. You know, is it the Teflon? As far as I've seen in terms of research at the moment, uh, the big issue arises with the fact that the Teflon can leave the pan, essentially, and end up in your foods. We don't want to be eating stuff like that. It's been manufactured. But what is probably, you know, for a lot of people may not be aware, it's the glue adhesive used to apply the Teflon to the surface Mm. of the pan that's the thing that is toxic when heated. So as the pan gets aged or older, that um, that plastic uh, adhesive, the glue adhesive, will leach through into into your foods. And so that's really why the general recommendation is as convenient and amazing as they are and guilty. I do have an egg pan that does have a Teflon surface. So I'm still trying to come to grips with this idea because I find I don't like cooking eggs in a whole lot of oil to stop them sticking, but eggs are like the stickiest thing on a pan base ever. That's why I approach it. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> that's that's something I've got to do more often. But sometimes just, you know, a nice fried egg without all the oil that fries it in is so nice, and that's where the Teflon little egg pan comes so handy. It's just that little thing. Um, but again, you know. Convenient. Yeah, convenience. So we respect that everyone's got to try and make choices, and convenience is such a big part of those choices often. I actually just read a study that um, the fumes, that are given off from that adhesive is actually uh, toxic to birds. Oh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how they would have come about finding this, but it will actually kill them. Oh, so, so people's canaries started dying, and they thought, "Well, hang on, something's happening." So if that if it's possible to have that kind of effect on on birds, yeah. then what is it doing to us as well? Maybe in smaller doses, but over a long period of time, it would absolutely have to be toxic. Repetitive exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and talking about some of those negative health effects of these things, I know we've, we've brushed over this term xenoestrogens a bit. Yeah, let's define xenoestrogens because, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing the word estrogen. I yeah, know what that absolutely. is, but and, what and is xeno? 
And it's estrogen. not being a warrior princess. It's uh, <laughs> something else, yeah? No, absolutely not. And estrogen is, um, you know, one of the, the female reproductive hormones. Yes. Um, it's one of the ovarian hormones that is essential. It's that beautiful hormone that helps, um, you know, produce the, the lovely womanly shape, um, develops our breasts, makes our skin nice and plump. It gives us really strong, healthy bones as well. Women absolutely need it. Men need it in smaller amounts as well. Now, the term xenoestrogen means that it's an artificial chemical compound that is mimicking estrogen, okay? And in our bodies, our hormones have got to work in such a perfect balance that um, if there's artificial chemical compounds coming in, mimicking those things and changing the way our body works, it's going to upset the whole system. So because, like I said before, we are bathed in this estrogen bath, when our estrogen levels go up from the artificial sources, it actually changes how our whole body functions. And you may have heard um, the terms estrogen dominance is becoming a really big thing these days because we are all so exposed to it. Men and women, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So what does that look like? Um, <laughs> for men, it's man boobs. So it's like the muffin tops and man boobs or, you know, it's, it's women gaining weight around their, their butt and thighs. Um, it's any of the hormonal, uh, you know, panel of issues that we see. So abnormal pap smears, um, <laughs> PMS. Uh, uh, and, you know, this list goes on and on. Um, and we, we have to apologize. You might actually be hearing a little bit of background noise here. We're actually sitting in, in my practice in Fremantle um, and patients are starting to arrive. Um, so we have just got so excited about this that we, we didn't even realize what time it is. So we are going to wrap this up. We're going to go through and give you so much more details next week. Um, but let's... Um, yeah, we had part two of the series planned out and um, next week we're going to have a little chat about the things that are in your fridge and obviously some really nice, simple ways you can um, enhance your uh, cleaning without using chemicals and toxins. And we'll go dive into the, you know, the household chemicals and toxins. So that's an exciting episode because then that takes you a bit past the pantry. But I think for today, look, that's a whole area to start just that. For a lot of people, it's a very, very daunting task to start, you know, by, by auditing your kitchen cupboards. But that's the one thing we want you to start with today because remember, change is made in small and incremental steps. And if you do one little thing at a time, um, big and small little things all added up, that's the sustainable change we want for you. And that's the sustainable lifestyle choices we want you to be able to achieve. So do that one thing today. That's going to be um, the big tip is go home, get rid of the old stuff. What was the other thing we were getting rid of? So uh, we're looking out for anything artificial. So um, number 621-102-122-132 and any of your artificial sweetness. Absolutely. Great. So hope that's all covered things today. Just start with the basics. Get out there, get rid of the old stuff, rotate the new stuff forward, clear out the cupboards, and we'll talk to you next week and we'll tell you what awesome things you can be putting in the spaces you've just created for us. So uh, you're going to have a great uh, great start to the week if you can get that kitchen clear out happening. And I can't wait to find out how liberated you feel when that space opens up. So get online, let us know on Facebook. If you love what we're talking about and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating so that we can get out there and uh, spread our message and our love to more people around the world. We hope you have an awesome week. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And we'll touch you next week. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.